Howdy and welcome to another episode of the Laptop Empires podcast. We're your hosts, Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. And today's episode is all about email marketing, email copywriting specifically. And then like way niche down, we're just going to talk about subject lines because this is super important. And this is kind of inspired by a post Bobby did for our coaching community yesterday about his journey with email marketing. And it was kind of a cool post. I, I mean... It's one of the reasons I think you're successful in life. And I'm going to let you talk about it here in a second. But why don't you just talk about it now? Can you like tell us a little bit about the post? Because I think it'll make the rest of this make sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's funny when I do these posts. Like I always have a hard time. Like, you know, we do posts to keep engagement up in the group and also just teach people stuff. And so I was like trying to think about just why like I've been decently good at this whole online business thing since I started it. And uh, I realized that like one of the biggest reasons is because I try really hard not to like pretend like I know how to do everything. I know sometimes like you and I talk about stuff on the podcast and like we talk about things very confidently, but there have been so many things I had no idea how to do. And I've always just kind of like accepted that I don't know how to do stuff. And then I just try to learn how to do it just by watching other people and seeing what they do. So this year, since we started working together and we got with Chris uh, to do our emails for the launches, you know, I just realized that a lot of bloggers don't focus on email marketing at all. Like I was just doing a newsletter thing and I didn't really know a whole lot about it. So, you know, I just really, I started watching Chris, started watching what you do and just kind of studying it, practicing it, reading. And so I just slowly implemented that for um, the last nine months on Millennial Money Man. And it's been really cool. Like my emails have gone from just sending out like a blurb of the pod, of the whatever blog post I'm reading uh, to now it's more storytelling. It's it's more legit email marketing, but people are emailing me and saying they enjoy my emails, which is really cool. Like I always felt bad about emailing people because it, it's like, it can be the spammiest way I feel like to reach your audience if you don't know what you're doing. But now it's, they enjoy it like they would enjoy a blog post. At least I hope they do. A lot of them told me they do. So it's just been cool. So that's been a, a huge point of emphasis for me. And I think you should always try to learn stuff that you don't know how to do. Like, just be honest with yourself if you suck at something. <laughs> yeah, man. And I, that was what I liked about the post, it's, it's interesting because it's been that way for both of us. We both kind of like come into new worlds and I had worked with bloggers with, with marketing and stuff, but there was so much about blogging. I didn't know jack shit about, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so we've kind of, you know, dived into that and really like learned a lot from each other, learned a lot from like the people from your world that you've introduced me to and the people from my world I've introduced you to. And it's been really cool. And it's like, we're going and captain planeting this shit, you know, with our powers combined and uh, you know, it's work. But when you were talking yesterday about email marketing, it has been fun because I remember when I first met Chris and he took me under his wing and kind of mentored me on email copywriting and how yeah. much it just exploded my sales, my ability to earn money via email when I had my fitness business, my online fitness business. And then watching some of my clients that have learned from him and watched, you know, their journey. 
And then, yeah, by the way, Mason's joined us. He woke up. And, <laughs> and then watching you, like your emails just change from, or in, and even like your blog posts to an extent, but mostly your emails just like over the last year has been yeah. really cool. And you were a really good writer to begin with. And so I felt like this was a natural transition to you, especially with how personal you are in your emails, but yeah. it's putting in the tactical stuff, how to write subject lines, how to infuse story, how to close an email, calls to action, that kind of stuff is just, it's powerful. It's really good. And we've had a lot of people, like people are starting to really get interested in email marketing. Thanks buddy. Must be a good pop tart. Anyway, like email marketing is so big in my world and I feel like it's really starting to like catch on. People are starting to realize like, oh man, this is like big time. At least I noticed that when we were at FinCon. And so we just want to, we want to talk about it more. We're going to have Chris on the podcast more. And uh, yeah, so today we want to dive into one specific thing, which when Chris taught me and when I've studied other copywriting people, they always start with the subject line. Almost always. I think it's significant because the subject really your most important part of the email because it determines whether, man, he's not letting me get a word in. The subject line determines whether anybody's going to actually open your emails, right? Right. And, yep. and it's got to be a hook. You got to get them in, you know, interested. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is just some headline formulas, specifically seven headline formulas or seven ways to write subject lines, just compel people to open emails. Before we jump in, I want to talk to bloggers really quick about why email is so important. Like, yeah, this is one of those things where, especially like in the personal finance blogging world, some people like vaguely talk about email and they're like, oh yeah, you should always focus on your email list, but they don't go into a lot of depth and we don't have to get super deep on this. The money's in the list. Everybody always says the money's in the yeah. list. But the, know, and, and that's one of those list. things like, yeah, I would always hear that and I'd be like, yeah, but I mean, you know, is it really? And then like, you know, some bloggers go and they focus on just affiliate income or, or whatever, you know, there's, there's all these different ways that you can make money blogging, but the email one is incredible uh, because it really is sometimes like an ATM machine. And I'm at the point very fortunately where I know that if it's some kind of product I want to push, I can send out a couple of emails and at least make like a thousand bucks, you know, like at the bare minimum, I can at least make that much money. And you and I actually were talking about this the other day you were talking about building up your own personal email list because you've been sending out emails. Because I'm an idiot who deleted 15,000 plus email subscribers from my old online fitness list because yeah. I was like, fitness anymore, I'll never need this again. And all of those people would be potential prospects for what we do now. But, okay. you know, God. Yeah, you've still done okay. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, but it's been one of those, like having that email list, there have been months where maybe we did less sales with, you know, maybe sales were down a little bit for Facebook side hustle, or there was one time where my Facebook ad account got shut down and my traffic went down quite a bit. And I was able to lean on the email list and we've been able to lean on the email list for laptop empires to make sales and make significant revenue when right. you know, everything else wasn't seeming to go right. You know, so it's like, you can focus if you want to focus on, you know, ranking on really high traffic keywords in, in Google and making affiliate income. Cool. Like if you want to run traffic to, to sales pages and stuff like that, cool. Do all of that stuff and, and make, make money the way you want to make money. He's, he's like, yes, but make money the way that you want to make money. But this email thing is like, it's like your insurance policy almost. Like when you have an email list that's engaged and you can put an offer or whatever, put something in front of them and you know how to actually direct people to click on something and, and get them to open the email that you can make money anytime and you can 
you know, in theory do it forever because you own the email list. So it's just really important. I think this is one of those things that no matter which path you take, it needs to be the thing that you also do. Like the email marketing needs to be. E- yes. You know? And I think what you said about you own it, mm-hmm. you don't own Facebook. You don't own your Google traffic. Like yeah. even your blog traffic, you do not own that. Okay. You own your email list. So if you're relying on SEO traffic, the minute that they change the algorithm, you could have a big drop. And I know people that's happened to you could build it up, but like you could always lose it with one change of how they rank things. Right. And with Facebook, the big algorithm squish where you went from like everyone who liked your page, saw your content to 2% and actually went to 5% then the 2%, but like that killed people. Right. And if you have a big Facebook group now, like the same thing could happen with a Facebook group down the road, right? Pinterest, it's going to happen. Same thing's going to happen. LinkedIn, probably the most generous traffic source available right now. I would say even more so than Pinterest with just the way that they're sharing and giving organic reach. And that's going to squash eventually. They're taking advantage, like building the platform right now. LinkedIn's been around forever, but it's like, it's a baby when it comes to this space. And so this always happens, but with emails, it's a hard document. Like it is a trade secret legally for your business it has value, it has worth. And no matter what service you use, whether you use active campaign like we do, convert kit like most bloggers, you're a mail ch- and whatever, you can download it into an Excel spreadsheet, right? So you can back up your emails. And even if your email service tanks, because you don't own that either, you own your spreadsheet and you can always just go to another email service and you can upload it. So that's really big because it is one of the few things you can build, you know, social media, you don't own it, but email, you own it. And the reason I kick myself for, you know, a couple of years ago, like deleting that list is because like that had value and I could be using it now. And I didn't think ahead. I wasn't thinking, and I should have kept that because it would have been a great resource now. And no matter what you do, like Bobby said, no matter what your strategy is, email is helpful. You sell courses, email is how you do it. You're an affiliate marketer. You need to start leveraging email, like whatever it, it you, you sell coaching services, like email is so huge. And so like, if your strategy is to build up SEO and drive traffic and people buy through your affiliate links, that's fantastic. But you can sell via email for your affiliates or for any affiliates, the same way that we sell our courses, right? And guess what? We are going to start doing a lot of affiliate promotion and stuff as well once we get rolling and we'll have various strategies between my stuff, laptop empires and millennial money man. So like millennial money man will very much stay the way it is. Laptop empires is probably going to be a little bit more selling and I'm basically doing daily email (laughs) with with my personal stuff because that's what I like. So we can get into all that on another episode unless you've got something else to say, but otherwise I think. Yeah. Just the very last piece, just for bloggers, like it's the same thing we've talked about with sales. Like sales aren't dirty. Sending out emails is not dirty either. We, cause we see all the time, you know, I see some of my peers that like, I'm not saying they're wrong or whatever, like, but they'll say things like they don't want to annoy their list or they don't want, they don't want to bother people. And if you write good content in your emails and you write valuable stuff <laughs> that, that it's not annoying people, like you're going to annoy right. some people. Yeah. But like you can actually provide value with your email. You can tell stories. There are things that you can do. It's not just about selling. It's, it's basically blogging in the form of an email. Um, exactly. And, so, and I think it, that's why you've done so well with it. Yeah. Cause I, tr- I do, I treat my emails like a, like a mini blog post now. 
And so I try to tell stories. I try to make it funny. And then people are like, they'll email me and be like, Hey, this email just made my day. So you can still provide value to readers and you right. should, if you're sending emails, like it shouldn't just all be sales all the time, you know, like no. that's, that's not what it is. So we can get into the headlines now. I just wanted to, there are just some things that bloggers, I think, believe in the beginning that I think aren't, I don't want to say it's wrong, but I just feel like there are just some misnomers <laughs> out there about email marketing in the blogging world. And that kind of like currently held beliefs is actually going to come into play with number six on our list of seven things. So that'll be really interesting to come back to that. But what you say about an email being a blog post it is a three to 500 word blog post that has a call to action instead of optimizing for SEO or optimizing for affiliate sales. You're just optimizing for them to click to whatever the next thing is to send to your blog post, to send to your podcast, to send to your sales page. You're just trying to get them to take an action every day, whether it's clicking on a link or replying. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're training your audience. Because exactly. then when you have like a big course launch or you have a big affiliate product thing, like then they're going to know what to do when you're like, Hey, go click this thing and read about this, whatever, you know, like, exactly. Like, okay. They, I do this all the time. I always click in these emails. So yeah, it, it's, you're training, you're training your readers to, it'll be instinct. Yeah. They just, yeah, they'll just do it. So, and yeah. they won't feel bad about it. You won't feel bad about it because you're, you know, you provide value in your emails. Yeah. And man, I want to beat this to death because I want to get into this, but like, here's one more thing. If you're a blogger or, or if you're, well, we'll, we'll do with blog, really bloggers because this is the subject, right? Do you feel guilty about showing people your blog posts when you send, when you show them a blog post or you put it up on social media or you post it on your Facebook profile and you try and get people to read it? Do you feel guilty about that? Because you should uh-huh. feel the same way about email. Like yeah. it's the same thing. If you feel guilty about stuffing your blog post in somebody's face on Twitter, or if you don't feel guilty about that, then you shouldn't about email. Right. Right. There's nothing like, sorry, there's nothing sacred about anybody's email inbox anymore. Mine is at inbox zero every day because I have somebody helping with it and I need to do that. But then I see my wife every day deleting like 50 pieces of bullshit, you know? (laughs) So the inbox isn't sacred anymore, but it's the one thing, not social media, but email is the one thing that you know people are not only going to check every single day, but they're probably going to look at it every like 30 minutes. They're going to obsessively look at it. It's the one way that you can guarantee you get in front of people to share with them what you're creating, the, right. the value, the usefulness that you're providing to the world. So yeah. with that said, if you now believe us and you feel like email is important and I shouldn't feel dirty about sending emails, let's talk about how to open those emails. Mm. Good transition. Mm. That was good transition. Yeah. It's like I know how to do this thing. All right. Yeah. Number one, number one, the curiosity email or the curiosity subject line. Yeah. This is a big one. I feel this like this is like, like the most important part of email or the, it's, it's, I feel like if you don't learn anything else about like email mm-hmm. in general, you figure out storytelling and then curiosity, you're at least going to get some traction. Yeah. I remember when the first time I talked to Chris, the biggest thing that stuck with me was curiosity benefit. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, subject lines. And he was just like, use the curiosity benefit formula and you'll be fine. And so I just, I told stories, I had a call to action. I've used the curiosity benefit formula, which is just like, make them curious and have a benefit and make something is in it for them. And they're going to click through. And, but like with curiosity, like everybody's like curiosity killed the cat. Like humans are the most curious animals on the damn planet. 
right? And like the example that I always give is like the men's gym locker room. When if you just think about like high school in the locker room and somebody will have left their nasty clothes in the tiny locker for like six months, it's like end of the year, you're cleaning it out. And it's like, oh, dude, smell this bag. It's horrible. And then the next guy smells it and he's like, oh my God, that is awful. It, you know, smells like dead animal. And then the next right. guy's like, oh, let me see, you know, and like everybody takes a turn sniffing this like horrible smelling thing. It's one, because guys are disgusting, but also because curiosity, like we can't help ourselves. Fear of missing out is just curiosity. Like everybody has it. It is one of the strongest urges that we have as people. And if you can inject that into your subject lines, if you can inject curiosity, they're going to want to open it. Right. Yeah, pretty much. That's like my go-to, you know, ask it all, ask some kind of question or try to, you know, make something kind of vague and you answer, you know, you answer in the email. To me, it almost feels a lot when I'm doing it, it feels a lot like, like a joke. You tell a joke and then there's a punchline. Um, yeah. You know, it, it feels very much like that to me when I do it, but yeah, it's, it's huge. Yeah. And it's, it's all about, it's about buildup, right? Like it's about, we're gonna, we're gonna say something so that you're interested, but then we're going to leave you hanging. It's like the movie cliffhanger. Like not the movie cliffhanger, but like cliffhangers in movies, right? Like you're then going to be like, well, damn it. I have to open the email now. Right. Right. And then you can give it away right there in the first line to hook them into the rest, or you can just keep going. Right. And just let it build and build and build until the very end. And then you can use curiosity again, right. Going into the call to action. So a great way in an email, you can get them to open. And then in the email, you can vaguely talk about the thing and then be like, and if you want to know more about it, click here to see my most recent blog post. Or we talk about it in this week's episode of the Laptop Empires podcast, you know, go ahead. Um, so curiosity, hands down. Yeah. It's, there's a reason it's number one. It's because it's one of the most powerful things and it's the easiest to implement because you just got to tease your audience. Yeah. So yeah. number two. Benefit, just straight benefits. It's about what's in it for me. Right. Yeah. Cause people want to know that we, we get questions about the courses and, and all the stuff that we do. And people want to know, like, how is this going to actually help me? <laughs> like what, what's the, what's the benefit of me actually jumping in on this thing? Yeah. And, and it's the same, like we're talking about email marketing. If, if we could, you know, if we were doing subject lines, we would, we could go with just the straight benefits of email marketing, right? Yeah. Like something like, how to leverage the one social media audience that you actually own, right? And now you're going, okay, which that's curiosity and benefit. Like you actually right. own it. That's the benefit. How do you leverage it? That's a benefit. And then you're like, well, which one is it, right? Or it could be something along the lines of like, how do you protect your business against social media algorithm changes? Right, yeah. Now somebody's going like, that's a benefit. Like, oh, I want to know how to protect myself because it's a pain. This could happen, right? Yeah. But it's also <laughs> curiosity because I'm not telling you, right? The curiosity is everything. So, so that's, that's a big one. I mean, just straight benefits, you know, we've done it with like ads and emails, like the side hustle that earns you one to $2,000 per client. Right. Yeah. Like that's a straight benefit. Right. And it works. It works very well. Yeah. The next one, number three, shocking. Mm, and I'll tell yeah. you what, like this one, I think it, you, I feel like at least personally for me, this is the one you have to be the most careful with. Yes. Um, you know, cause like, that is what I was really effective. Uh, for example, I mean, we're going to talk about this. We've got one called, we have one that we send out uh, to people on our wait list for the course. And it's, uh, what the, what the actual FAQ, right? So FAQ, 
what fact. the actual what fact. fact. And so, yeah, like that one, obviously it's funny, you know, and it's a little bit shocking. People see that in their inbox and they're like, Oh wow. They almost said the F bomb, but it works really, really well. Like if people open, right. but if you did that on every email that you send out, people are going to feel like it's clickbait and they're going to just right. be like, okay, it's ridiculous. And I feel like on the internet clickbait was like, really strong like a couple of years ago where everybody was using like super super clickbait yeah. headlines and i feel like it i feel like everybody is like kind of moved past that because it got to the point where it was ridiculous maybe not everybody but like you see it less now because it's just yeah. annoying it's like actually annoying <laughs> so. yeah and being controversial and just being shocking or in your face can work it can be very very effective so yeah. effective like if you think about it there's political commentators and social media personalities that built an entire brand off that. But yeah. there's a fine line and it's probably the most overused one. Like I see, you know, young business, like young people building personal brand. I mean, young is in like young in the business world or new to copywriting that overuse shocking or controversial type headlines. Right. And it kills trust and it annoys people. You know, there's, there's people, we've talked about this before. Like I'm pretty much off Twitter most of the time now, but for a while there, I was getting way back into Twitter and there were all these like young kind of up and coming entrepreneurs that I was really enjoying, but then it, I enjoyed it at first. And then I realized they were using the same controversial and like intentionally trying to be, what is the word? Like not yeah. divisive, but like, disruptive like they were yeah. trying they were intentionally trying to like make it so that people like they love you or they hate you which is a right. great thing to do in business but you've got to be subtle about it yeah and so. they just started overdoing it and i was just like i went from like i like these guys they're gonna do well to just going like well they killed it they're annoying as hell i'm gonna unfollow you know you've got to be careful the shocking ones the what actual fact email i think is one of the only shocking emails we've used this year yeah, if I think done, so. if we've done another one, it's maybe one other, like you've got to be very, very, this is like, hold it in your back pocket. It's your nuke. Don't use it very often. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's funny because kind of hand in hand with blogging too. Like I used to very early in millennial money, man, I didn't have much of a filter on anything that I wrote. So I had, I had like some really strong opinions about stuff. And so I would write these blog posts that would they're pretty edgy. I felt like, especially when you're talking about personal finance and like people have, it's easy to get people offended with personal finance stuff, but I was just like, well, I don't care. I'm just going to write it. And I actually like over time I've softened all of that. And I, you'll notice in my blog post, like I don't take really hard stances on anything just partially because I've gotten to the point where I see that there are so many different life situations that everybody has. Like my opinion doesn't necessarily translate to everybody. But also I just got kind of tired of pissing people off. It, right. gets, it gets to that point where you're like, okay, is this really like me getting my message out there? Like, is it worth making somebody else upset? And I think every once in a while, it's fine if you do it, if you really feel strongly about something, but like, you know, doing it all the time. So, and I see bloggers do that when they're young, you know, like new bloggers, like they'll, they'll be like really hard line opinions on stuff. It kind of works, but it also kind of gets old. So the same thing yeah. as email. Yeah. Four would be pop culture references. So I mean, this could be from referencing songs, movie titles, like a play on word, you know, of, yeah. of something famous. This is one I'll say like incredible copywriters that use this very well in subject lines. For me personally, I use this more in emails and in content than I do in subject lines. I'm not really big on the play on word subject lines. I think they're cheesy. 
personally. (laughs) So it's very effective. I know some copywriters that love to do this, but I I don't do play on words very often, although it can generate interest, especially if the person knows that. But on the other hand, you know, if you look at an email or a Facebook post or something I do, I'll use references all the time. I pretty much, yeah, I'll use like a, a pitch perfect reference, like any chance I get. That is like one of my favorite movies to quote in life. No, don't judge me because I don't care. It's a great sequel. It, it really is. I feel like they, I haven't seen the most recent ones though. I feel like they yeah. might be getting a little long in the tooth. I'm not, I'm not it's sure. Done. It's done. Okay. Yeah. The first one was great though. Like the first one yeah. was an incredible. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Sidebar there, but I just remember like I watched, <laughs> we, uh, we were on a, a band trip. Just, you know, quick story time. We were on a, a band trip with the, when I was back teaching and uh, the kids wanted to watch this movie. And I was the only band director on that particular bus. And I didn't know if it was like an inappropriate or not inappropriate movie. And so I just made the call. I was like, sure, let's watch it. You know? And it ended up being pretty, pretty borderline, but it was really funny. And I didn't yeah. get in trouble. I didn't get any parent emails that time, but if you want to yeah. get in trouble as a band director, show you like accidentally show a bad movie to kids and like, <laughs> world, you know? So anyway, so pitch perfect was great though. It was very enjoyable. Yeah. I, this is just my, my wife and I, like if either of us start to get heated or like upset or say something outrageous to the other one, our great diffuser is like, we'll just look at each other and be like, damn, prison changed you. And then like, (laughs) we just start laughing and like, it totally diffuses the situation. So like that, you know, I I can't tell you how many times I've said that. Anyway. Great. So great movie. And I feel like you do this too. You bring in outside things you know, it's, it's really easy to, to say huge, like, right. Huge. With yeah. why, like the, you know, stuff like that. Like just anything, all you're doing, like, and the reason I like this in emails more than in subject lines, although it can work in subject lines is it just gives flavor to your content. Like it makes it a little more enjoyable instead of being like, you don't be boring. Like that's the best thing for you. Don't be boring. Yeah. I, I feel like I do use a lot of that stuff, I, but I've gotten to the point, like, I don't, some of the stuff I write, I just, I go back and I look at it later and I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I don't really consciously think very hard about stuff when I write it and just like whatever comes out, comes out. And usually it's pretty funny, but I'll look at it and be like, what in the world was I talking about? But people like, people like it. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Like my, I feel like my humor is just getting like stranger and stranger, but people like haven't really, <laughs> they haven't gotten tired of it yet. So I'll just keep doing it. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things too. Like when you write email copy, like you said, a lot of it is like, if you can nail curiosity and then you always have a call to action and then you tell story, you're good. You're going to do well. Like that's the framework. And so if you do that, even without thought, it's going to be good. But then as you learn more and more, and you can attest to this, as you learn more and more email copywriting techniques, what happens is you start to use them without thought. Like it just becomes something you do. And if you want, like, if you're trying to accomplish a certain goal, you might sit down with an email and you're like, I'm going to use this specific headline formula or our subject line formula, or I'm going to use this technique. And then you build your story around that technique. But that might be like the most thought that you really have to put into it. Right. Yeah. And I found my go-to now is like, I'll just either make fun of myself or make fun of my wife and it'll turn into a good email. Easy I make day. fun of my wife. People love it, man. People like will legitimately be concerned. They'll be like, "Hey, you know, you should not be mean to her like that." I'm like, "She oh, is God. going to kill you." <laughs> I'm like, "No, nah, it's cool. She's fine. Like, she's she retired this year. Like, she's got a good life. So I can I can almost make fun of her at will, and it's incredible. 
but yeah, you know, maybe someday that goes away, but I use it in my emails because it, it works every time. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's on before she was in trouble. See, I just did it. Like, I'm just like, I'm protecting your well-being right now. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so on to the next one, number five, seasonal, right? And it doesn't have to just be seasonal. It can be current events as well. But seasonal, like holiday, making references like to that, it works, you know? And, and if you can make the emails relevant or the subject lines relevant to like what's going on, we just did an ad, right? Where we're like, <laughs> we just like did a very shoddy job of, well, I did a very shoddy job of Photoshopping a Santa hat onto a picture of you. Like yeah. my Photoshop skills are literally like, let's take a cartoon Santa hat and just like paste it. <laughs> I think the fact that it looked, it looked kind of ghetto was really <laughs> awesome. Like, I think I felt like it was like super, just the fact that it looks so <laughs> like a, like a 10 year old did it or something. It was like, wow. Okay. That's a, that's a great, well, that's how I do it. It's like the, I took the, remember when I did the, um, the step brothers picture yeah. and then I just took a square <laughs> screen capture tool of like your head and my head. So there's background and like squares and I like pasted them on <laughs> and people loved that. It was great. But, but yeah, for the seasonal, I just put this Santa hat on you and, and the ad that we wrote was like, Santa Bobby is here to spread some holiday cheer and like it is super corny but <laughs> oh man it's so good the thing about the what I what I like about <laughs> online business or like I feel like an easy way to be successful in online business is to not take yourself too seriously like no you, like, you just gotta have figure fun. out how to make money yeah if you figure out how to make fun of yourself and just you know be funny and be a normal person like you're probably gonna do pretty well yeah uh, well, when we started Laptop Empires, it was like, we both have these serious businesses, like Millennial Money Man, personal finance, it's serious. And like the agency is very serious. I'm helping yeah. people build their businesses. And we're like, let's have fun with Laptop Empires. Like, let's just enjoy ourselves. Let's have a freaking teddy bear <laughs> for a logo, you know? But yeah, no. So like just the seasonal stuff, it's kind of self-explanatory. You just tie whatever's going in. It's right before, actually, is this episode like right before thanksgiving or is it after let me see here because anyway it's seasonal i think this is like really good timing yeah because this episode is going to be literally right around thanksgiving and like you can tie that in like black friday like all that kind of stuff send an email for christmas or you know hanukkah or whatever it is that you celebrate right you know holidays are a great time for sending emails and people appreciate it and like not necessarily sales emails that can work but just like a genuine like heartfelt enjoy the holidays or let me tell you how i'm spending my time in the holidays is yeah. is huge so anyway so we've got that next number six okay so this is the one i was gonna say we were gonna come back to this is challenging existing beliefs or the cultural norms especially like within a, a genre so like we did a podcast episode called blogging is dead uh -huh. And that one was interesting because you're a blogger and you know a lot of successful bloggers and blogging is very much alive. And so by us saying blogging is dead, for them, it was shocking. Like, no, it's not like getting right. in there. And right. And then for people in my audience who like a lot of them do think blogging is dead or don't understand it or how to leverage it, that wasn't challenging beliefs. It was more like, Ooh, I'm interested. I want to read this because it's going to confirm my belief. And then we yeah. talked about how blogging isn't dead and like how right. that's bullshit. But within the first five seconds, like I had people in my world that were like, 
I listen to that and then y'all are laughing and you're like, blogging isn't dead. Like that's stupid right away. And then they were like, then I was hooked. I wanted to know why I wanted to know more because I didn't think blog would be worth my time. So we kind of hit both angles with that one, but that challenging existing beliefs, like a famous one is the customer is always wrong. (laughs) Like (laughs) it's the opposite of like conventional wisdom but then you can have a lesson about, you know, the customer is not always right. Sometimes when it comes to like what product they would want or what yeah. the pricing for the product would be or whatever. And so like you can say something in your face controversial like that, that challenges existing beliefs and then give a lesson, right? Give right. useful information. But I know this is one that like you like too, and we've really kind of leveraged a lot. I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is one that it's super powerful, but I don't, it's one that I wouldn't use all the time, you know, because I think if you're always being that guy or girl, that's like always using that as a, as a crutch, it's uh, it's not good. But if you use it every once in a while to tell a lesson or kind of challenge somebody's beliefs, you're going to do really well with it. I think it's going to be very powerful. And, you know, like the blogging is dead one. There's curiosity in that too. I mean, people are like, oh, wait, you know, blogging's dead. Why would, you, why would a blogger say that? It can be super powerful. So yeah, you, you do need to be careful with this, but it's also like, it's so important with content to kind of establish your stance on things. And if you feel like when you were talking earlier about being less edgy with your opinions, you still have opinions and stances. You just, you're not denying other opinions and stances but like you you need to take stands for something and people need to know what it is that you believe and what you stand for because that helps you build the right audience because the people that agree with your stance or are persuaded by your stance they're going to follow you the people that like what you're saying like like your style they're going to follow you but the people that don't like your style and the people that don't agree with you they're going to go away and that's okay you don't want them and so this can be a good way to kind of like helping people by like preaching what it is they believe in or throwing stones at their enemies right that's kind of what you're doing but you do have to be careful with it and i think we this is something that we constantly have to deal with with facebook ads for bloggers yeah. constantly because you and i are big believers in paid traffic right yeah. And, and a lot of people take our belief in paid traffic to mean that we don't believe in organic and that is false. And we've said that so many times on the episode, but it's something that's continually out there. Like we are, we believe in both, right? We just, we believe in investing in paid traffic, investing in our business, but we have to balance that constantly. And we've done so many tweaks with our messaging and sales pages and things with Facebook ads for bloggers, because it is, it can be one of those things where, you know, we're not, we're challenging an existing belief in that we're saying like, just focusing on SDO or focusing on this or focusing on that or whatever is not the only way, or even saying it's not even the best way at times. There's this other way and it's not the normal path. Right. And so we have to show people that because we know it can help them, but you have to be careful and not, we've, you know, that line is something that we walk on. Like yeah, it's, it's funny. You have to be really careful with. Yeah, it's funny how that offends people. It is. It's something we believe in, and it's not because it's like the right way or the wrong way. And I, you know, I won't take this into like a whole debate about that. But it's because I believe that paid traffic. I see all these bloggers fail all the time because like they just don't ever get any traction. And I'm like, okay, paid traffic is much more of a surefire way for these people to become successful. Like they can compete there very easily. 
so yeah, it's, it's not that we don't believe in whatever. It's just, we believe very strongly in it. So that is challenging the existing belief, but you do have to be careful with it. Cause it make you know, sometimes your beliefs piss people off. <laughs> it causes problems so. or, or your beliefs misunderstood. If you don't know the messaging, you know, yeah. that's something that like we've, we've had. So with, with email now, here's the great thing about email, right? This is one of the reasons that I love. One of the things I love about email is that there's a short memory when it comes to email, right. like if an email doesn't work or an email rubs people the wrong way, then you can learn the lesson and you're going to send another email the next day, or you're right. going to send an email in two days or the next week or whatever. You're going to send another email. And then that one is going to be lost to the abyss. It's not going right. to live on your blog forever. Like whatever. It's just, it hits and it goes right. So number seven, and this is another one that you don't want to overdo, but authority and name dropping. And actually, I think this can be split almost into authority. You can use all the time. Name dropping, you don't want to overuse. If you were to right. write something and it was like Pat Flynn's secret to email marketing, right? Dude, it's so funny you just said that. Because I was thinking like, how could we take this authority one and like combine it with a bunch of other ones? And I was like, what if you did an email that was like, here's why Pat Flynn's wrong about everything, which is not true. I don't believe that. Like, but I was just like, you can, you can Pat Flynn did this, right? Pat Flynn did Gary V did this passive income is bullshit. Thing. Oh yeah. That's right. that's right. And Pat Flynn was like my response to Gary V and right. about passive income and the way he was doing it, it was like, Oh shit, he's about to throw down. And he came on and he's like, okay, if you've been following me, you know that I love Gary and that, I right. agree with him. Like, and he's like, I own the site, smart passive income. I teach people about passive income, but there's nothing passive about building passive income. And that was the point Gary was making. And that I agree with. And I was like, whoa, that wasn't what I was expecting in that video. But that idea of like what you said was basically a controversial curiosity right. name dropping, right? And mine about Pat Flynn's email marketing secrets, that's name dropping it's curiosity and it's right. benefit. Like it's a combo of all these things. It's always a combo, right? Like it's always yeah, a combo. It is, it is. But I think the authority and name dropping, there's the one where you actually use the name and you have to be careful with that because it's the same thing. Like if you know people in real life that name drop all the time, you don't take them seriously. You're just yeah. like, yeah, 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 whatever. You went and hung out with Drake, like shut up, you know? <laughs> I want to hang then, out with Drake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like that'd be awesome. I'd tell everybody about that. I'd t I'd, if, we, if I did that, I'd be telling everybody about it for years. Like start Dude, every conversation. The Drake. guy that owns the A&M forum, Texags, like he's hung out with him and stuff because he's buddy was with Johnny. He's mm -hmm. like, you know, anyway, but like, so he was talking about that on the radio and again, and they were giving him a hard time for name dropping, but I'm like, yeah, I'd name drop if I went and partied to Drake too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you gotta be careful. But the other one, like with authority is secrets of the world's highest earning bloggers, right. right? That would be authority. And that's also curiosity. But if you, you're a successful blogger, but you also know a lot of bloggers that are doing like six figures a month that are, you know, earning more than you are. Right. And and you're friends with them. If you got together with them and were like, I want to get your best advice on blogging and you compiled all of that into like a guide or something. And it was called like the secrets, of the world's highest earning bloggers. You could sell that. Right? right. And if it was an email subject line, people would open the crap out of that thing. Yeah, that's true. All right. So we're going to give you just a quick bonus, right? So we, and we've kind of referenced this throughout the episode, but 
one of the best things you could do is the combo, right? Like taking these things, putting them together, you're going to just almost by accident, I feel like create a really strong subject line. Like for example, you talked about one that was your best sales email that you ever did. And it was called the Netflix diet. Yeah. Well, at least the best sales email I ever did with my online fitness business. <laughs> oh yeah. We've done some yeah. Good, like, like that we did. <laughs> tell them Mason, tell them. Yeah. Tell we did the, we did the Netflix diet. Like that was my subject line. And the whole email was just about how, if your nutrition is on point, you can get, you can lose weight without exercising. The whole email was like, what if there was this diet where you could sit on the couch and binge Netflix and never, you know, exercise and you right. could still lose weight. And then I talked about like the importance of nutrition and I made like four or $5,000 off of that email alone for a $200 per month coaching program. It was like the biggest, most successful email I had in that business. And right. part of that was like the open rate was huge. It was like 65% or something like that. And <laughs> it's hard to get over like 30% or 35% unless it's like your open email, like your, your welcome email. So, right. I mean, it was just, it was a good headline that people are like, what the hell is this? And I <laughs> played curiosity and benefit the diets, the benefit, the Netflix is the curiosity because it has nothing to do with dieting. But yeah, so I think the combo and then can be very powerful. And we've given some examples throughout the episode and then just, you got to mix and match. You know, we use curiosity, authority, benefit a lot. We sprinkle in the others, but you just rotate. You've got to like continuously rotate things. I think curiosity tends to bleed into everything, but yeah, mix and I think like, say, I'm going to do this one today. I'm going to do this one tomorrow. Yeah. Just, you know, my best advice for this, even if you don't want to like really study email copywriting, like just get on some people's lists. And now that you have an idea of how these work, just, you know, study what they do. If they send you an email and there's curiosity or if it's, you know, pop culture, what like, then now you can identify it. And that's one of the best things I got on a bunch of email lists. Like I even joined, I wasn't even on Pat Flynn's email list and I joined it just to, just to see, see just see what he does, you know, and just study it. So get on our list, get on millennial money, man, get on Mike's list. Yep. One thing I want to do, because I actually have to think about this, like right after we get off, I need to think of a headline <laughs> for, for the, for the blog post that comes out today. So like, it's about living in a camper. And so what do you think? My thing was like, I was going to do something like, would you live in one of these? Or I could never live in one of these, something like that. What would you do? Which works for you. Like, so what, I mean, it's about living in a camper, but like, what's the theme? Like what's the, oh, it's, it's how to live in a camper and pay off debt. That's a very popular topic. Huh. <laughs> like a stationary camper or yeah, just like a, just like a literal, or, like a camper, like a, yeah. But is it like one that's like up on cinder blocks or one that's like on wheels attached to the back of your truck? Uh, one that's on wheels attached to your truck. Okay. How about something along the lines of how to something like about paying off debt while traveling the country, like vacationing across the U S you know, this method for paying off debt while vacationing across the country or something, you know, something like that, where it's the benefit you is like 24 seven and pay off debt. Something well, like that. yeah, I don't know if I'd go 24 seven, but yeah, something along the lines of like how to travel while aggressively paying off your debt. Mm. And Curiosity. because then, yeah, because then it's like one of those things, yeah, you're living in a camper, but <laughs> that's kind of like the gotcha, but it's but enticing. Yeah. It also is, it is a benefit. It is a glass half full way of looking at living in a camper to pay off debt. It really so. is.
I'll probably yeah. talk in the email about how I would never ever do that. And I have uh, no, I'll tell. <laughs> I have a story, dude. I'll tell this in the email. I know we got to go soon, but like, I'll tell the story of like I have had friends do this. I've had friends sell their houses and like live in a camper to right. like because of this is actually I'm redoing this post because it's super old needed to be updated. And this post made people actually attempt this, which I don't know if I'm proud of that or not. It's kind of like interesting, but that's what the email is going to be about. Hey, hey, we've talked to people that did that successfully and it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I have friends that have done it successfully and friends that it crashed and burned horribly. So a little disclaimer. Interesting. Interesting. Well, you never know what you're going to get when you tune in to an episode (laughs) of the laptop empires podcast. So that was good. That was fun. I feel like this was a, I love email marketing. I really yeah, do. I do too now. I used to not, but it's yeah. It's like having an ATM. If you want to learn more, yeah. If you want to learn more about email marketing, you know, get on Bobby's list, and he does a great job of like he only does it days that he publishes blog posts, but he uses it to drive traffic to blog posts. You can go get on go to the emailcopywriter.com. I got that right, didn't I? For Chris, yep, that's right. The emailcopywriter.com. He's our copywriter. He's been on the show. He's going to be on the show more. We're working with him on some email copywriting resources, which are going to be awesome. But, you know, he's a great example to go learn from. And he, he is teaching email copywriting through email, right? right? So it's a great, you can watch, not only can you learn from what he does and studying how he does it, but you can learn from his words as well, because he's teaching you and he's got a great new blog as well. Or you can go jump on my list. I've just started getting back into email copywriting. I love it. Used to do this all day. I email a lot more frequently. I always tell people like my goal is daily email, but I reserve the right to just take a punt like I did yesterday and not send an email. Right. Um, but they're going to be, my emails, they're going to be shorter. They're going to be, I'm going to try and entertain. Like I'm going to try and make them useful so you can learn things, but you know, you can really see, see it in practice. So any, all of those three, any of those three, you can take your pick and that's a great way to learn. And then of course, if you want to learn more, you're not going to want to miss the podcast as we have more episodes with Chris. And in order to not miss a single episode of the podcast, you need to subscribe. So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever the names of any other podcast thing that you use, because I don't know what they're called. Go use them. Go subscribe. Give us a review as long as it's five stars. Or if it's a really freaking funny one star. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> oh, don't say that. Don't do that. <laughs> we, really don't want, we really don't want one star reviews. Um, no, but like, yeah, as long as it's a five star review, give us a review. No, we appreciate reviews. We've gotten a lot of them, um, a lot of them recently. It's been awesome. It, it, it's motivating for us because a podcast is not something that like, it is. This is a delayed un- gratification. Yes. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> it is a non-ROI activity a lot of times, but then, you know, just let us know what you want us to talk about on the show. We pull a lot of ideas from seeing what people are talking about online, on uh, inside of our communities and, you know, from our students, just things, conversations we have. But we love when somebody comes and has a specific question or a specific topic that we can talk about because we want to help you out. We want to help you out with the things you want help with. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out.